Bill Mosley, Daniel Harris, Dick Warlock, George Romero, Kane Hodder, Robert England, Ronnie Blakely, CJ Graham, and you're listening to Dean of Horror Texas. You gotta be fucking kidding. to another episode of Deep in the Heart of Texas. This is Jeff. And I'm Nathan. And this is Ralph. Uh, we're here uh, for probably our last episode of the year. This is going to be our best of 2018. So either you're listening to this at the end of the year or the beginning of the new year. So either way, you know. This is baffling that this is like already we're at the end of 2018. Like It went by fast. It went by stupid fast. Jesus. Oh, Like hell, I don't, I don't remember half the shit I watched this year. Yeah. Let alone to be able to make a fucking list. <laughs> and I would and I would love to keep a list of everything I watch mm-hmm. throughout the year, but maybe something else. Yeah, maybe something else. Yeah, Sammy came to me today and she was like, Hey, there's another movie we watched that, that you said you were gonna put on your list, and I was just like, Name it. She's like, I can't. I was like, Then I ain't <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking forget it. Oh fuck. I'm not gonna If I watched it, it like a month it. ago, I don't remember it. Um for cramming for this, I think maybe not every week but for like the last two three days i was watching like some 2018 movies that slipped away from me so i was watching maybe two or three a night that i had not seen just Mm -hmm. so i can kind of get to par of like okay i have a good idea of like i I, some things that people had mentioned on the interwebs that's like hey this is something that's worth watching uh it totally went underneath my radar i forgot about it and then i had to go back and like rewatch it so that was kind of cool it's been a fun couple of nights catching up on some stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like the middle of the year I did not watch like anything. Yeah, any horror. I didn't watch I, shit. It was weird. It was during the surgery, so it was like I couldn't go to the theater and then it was like, you know, I'm on uh I'm on the uh, FBI warnings <laughs> blacklist <laughs> for downloading movies, so I can't can't do that. I crammed um, a lot during October. Like October since yeah. I was doing that Halloween thing. I was like yeah. I watched a couple of things that were old, but man, I watched a lot of stuff that was new and some of it was not good. Yeah, I, th- I want to say October, like, like yeah, roughly around, like, there's a couple of months around October that I watched, the, like, the majority of the horror movies. But then again, I think that's pretty much common for all of us here. Gotcha. That Halloween's rolling around, you're like, oh, fuck, I need to watch some fucking horror movies now, you know? So Meanwhile, we were stuck, you know, balls watching, deep in the Michael Myers series. Yeah. Yeah. As much of a fucking roller coaster that was. <laughs> Jesus. I told you hang in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had he hung a like a fucking like 
one of those like kitty posters that you see, those, those motivational posters. <laughs> yeah. where the cats are just hanging, the cat's there. hanging there. But instead of it being like the cat has the cat's wearing the Michael Myers mask, <laughs> hang in there. It gets better. I promise. Is it the good Michael Myers mask? That's uh, that's a tricky question. No, uh, it, was, it, was, it was Resurrections. The bleached one out. It, it was the <laughs> super tight. Bleached. At least it wasn't part fours. Uh, the turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> that's part five. Oh yeah, part five. God. They're yeah. all blurring together. Yeah. See, 2018 just blurred all of us together with everything. Yeah. Yeah, I had a steady dose of painkillers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that, about four months. That, that helps. <laughs> uh, that definitely helps. Especially get a little fucking like alcoholic cocktail in there. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. yes. You use yes. your pill bottle as a salt shaker. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So. Anywho, <laughs> going on our personal lives, uh, we are here to do our best of, as we said, but we're also going to give you some honorables and the worst of this year. Dishonorable. Yeah, nah, yeah disavowed. So what, do we want to start, start them off with the shit, the runner-ups? I love like starting the with up. the shit. <laughs> <laughs> then it only gets better. It only gets better. Oh, my God. So let's do our uh, worst of list. Who wants to start us? Uh, don't look at me because I didn't watch a whole lot this year to be able to get it um, worse. Oh, look at you, Jeff. Uh, I, I caught Winchester. Ooh, that was a one I caught really early because I had great high hopes for Winchester. I thought it was gonna be like this really cool haunted house story because you know, you look into the lore of the Winchester house and then you see this film about it and it had production value out the yin yang, great actors, all this stuff. And I don't know if it was a case of too many cooks in the kitchen or what, but it just didn't leave that strong. I'm going to return to this movie kind of vibe after I finished it. But uh, it's worth a rent if you're just laying back, you know, uh, you know, with a glass of whiskey and want to watch something that's mediocre as hell, <laughs> in my opinion. Jesus. Uh, the worst, uh, my number three would be Predator. Um, strangely enough, this movie is fun. I'm, I'm not going to completely damn it. It's definitely a rent. But, uh, man, it's the script is kind of clunky uh really bad like the comedy scenes are not very funny there's there's a couple a couple of lines that are pretty good in it like you know what's the difference between a, a joke and five black men your mom can can't handle a joke or yeah, something like butchered that. That, but yeah, yeah whatever it is <laughs> it's, they got some good lines in there but uh overall the it's just kind of mediocre and um most of these are going off of uh my personal feelings yeah. towards it. Like, yeah. did I have fun? Was it like, you know, it's not like, Oh my God, this is the greatest movie ever. It's just uh, what it, what it put me through in the theater and, and mm -hmm. predator was underwhelming. Oh man. I returned to it again on 4k and me and my son watched it. And it's just like, I can't say anything bad about Fred Decker, Shane black as much as I'd like to. Yeah. I, no, no, as much as, as much as I'd like to talk bad about the film, not Fred Decker and Shane black. I take that back. But the film itself was just fun. It's not, it's popcorn fun. It, well, it's hard because I'm a big Shane Black fan. Oh. I, I love his work and I love his scripts like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and uh, The Nice Guys. All those were really fun dialogue movies, you know, word plays. And this one, it just didn't work. The delivery was off. And, you know, and, and the storyline was just kind of like, oh, okay, there's a, a predator dog. Oh, there's a bigger predator. Oh, it's just kind of like, We've seen this before. I thought it'd be something new. They travel in herds. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Indeed. Um, for me, Halloween 2018 was horrible. Thank you. 
Get the fuck, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. You know that's getting fucking edited. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I kid, I kid. Slenderman. Slenderman was uh, absolute dog shit. Um, that movie was essentially, they were trying to play on the, uh, I don't know. Creepypasta. Well, creepypasta, but I don't know how many of you listeners kept up with it, but at one point in time, I can't remember when the trial was, but uh, whenever Slenderman was like, a big thing some teenage kids three like 13 year old girls ended up killing another child as a sacrifice to slenderman and they got caught and pretty much there was this whole trial process and like everything came pretty much came to an end i want to say this year or last year and thus they ended up making the slenderman movie to try and like i guess try to jump on that see if they can get like i guess shock value or mm-hmm. just to bring it back up to light or well it was, a, sure. it was folklore before the murders yeah well yeah it was it was a it was an internet folklore that people made up and they like photoshopped him into old fucking photos and shit and these kids took it seriously and thought he was a real thing so they sacrificed another child to this fake internet thing and then they ended up making this movie which was kind of in bad taste boing in hell bitches yeah pretty much but i think both of them ended up, i think all all the kids ended up getting charged with like what with, what like didn't you adults. like about the film it was just it was poorly shot it kind of felt like uh they were tried to capture the entire like ringu vibe gotcha. or like the ring vibe with like the the shock value like flashing of like scares and like stupid little imagery and whatnot yeah it just that and it was a PG thirteen fucking horror movie. And you're always running a it's a tightrope. Yeah, you're you're running that risk of it being horrible because you can't do a whole lot with that PG thirteen rating. Totally. But uh, yeah, this movie was just absolute dog shit garbage. So that that's the beginning of my fucking horrible list. <laughs> um, I watched this film called Toy Buck, and the only reason I think I watched it is because I saw it plugged at TFW. It was one of the films done by. Um, I forget her name, but she she was there. She she had a role in the OC or something like that. I forget, and she was in Sixth Sense. I forget the actress, but uh, she starred in this film, and I watched it, and it was about like a haunted trailer. So it was literally somewhere between <clears throat> Maximum Overdrive and like a haunted house story because it was like the serial killer had kind of killed people in a trailer, and the trailer had this haunted presence, and it would just it was funny because like you would get stuck in the trailer and you would get killed by this ghost of the serial killer in this trailer. And the trailer would move on its own and kind of drive through the desert. And it was kind of like somewhere between that film rubber and like some really bad haunted house film. But yeah, toy box was just, you know, it was, it was unique for what it was, but it was God awful. But it was a, uh, yeah, one of those weird things that you kind of just watch. Cause it was on the, was that a Netflix release? I'm not sure. It was just, uh, it was plugged at TFW and I ended up just picking it up and trying it out. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, number two for me would be Overlord. Um, again, it's a competent movie. It's well shot. Acting's all right. But just overall, the storyline is uninspired, and it's just kind of a jumbled mess. So in theaters, I kind of enjoyed the first, like, 30, 40 minutes of it. And then the rest, I was just kind of like, oh, God, I should watch the back of my eyelids. Um, yeah, the... Uh, it's kind of a swing and a miss. Um, you know, some, some people really like this movie and, and I could see why it's like I said, there's enough here to be entertained, but if you think about it, it's just very implausible. So that's my number two. 
<laughs> for me, uh, next one up, I'm glad you brought up Overlord Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, Surprisingly God, enough, this fucking happened this year, mm-hmm. back in February mm-hmm. after uh, the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah. All of us were so goddamn excited for this movie, only to realize that this is absolute garbage. Like, it, it's a horrible, like, addition to the Cloverfield storyline, the, the trilogy. And for them to even consider that this was supposed to be part of it was was a bit rough because it was like, what the hell? Like, what happened? There, there was there was promise. There was excitement in there. And then whenever you get this movie, you got kind of like a mix between Arrival and Interstellar and just like amalgamation of just bullshit after that. It was, it, there was no connection to the to the trilogy or to like the previous two movies of Cloverfield Lane and Cloverfield. Like the only real connection was really like that one like 10 second snippet of the guy being interviewed at the beginning of it and then the big kaboom earth shattering kaboom that that film really deserves its own category that should like we should have like the shit pile list like (laughs) if you own a dvd copy put it at the bottom of your toilet right over the o-ring and shit on it (laughs) oh shit if we if we had that if we had that category and let the shit pass right through the movie (laughs) if we had that category jeff we would be here till fucking new year's yeah so let's not include that just throw it a party in to do we got party (laughs) yeah we got that's a film that stands alone in its own category Very much so, but like, it, hell, I don't think I need to explain myself yeah. as to why this one belongs there. If you if you need an explanation, just go listen to our previous episode. Like we we shit all over this. It's horrible. Tell you the like, truth, I thought that was February of last year. No, no. <laughs> see, everything's blurring together. Yeah, I should revise my list. <laughs> well, I'll go bad. right at the top of my best best of shit. <laughs> so, but yeah, like this movie, like it had promising actors but it had had nothing it had nothing to show for it (laughs) nothing so like man you could have done so much with that movie never mind oh there's so much in our old review of it yeah go listen to the old review i don't want to spend like 20 minutes like rehashing old shit you know i will i've got a show so i will shit on that movie We'll come back to that next time. <laughs> Jeff, take it away before we get into that one. Uh, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, one of the film I caught was uh, He's Out There. It was uh, with Yvonne Strahovski, who uh, comes out in The Handmaiden. She also came out in The Predator. Fucking love Yvonne Strahovski. Oh, uh, man. Uh, this one, I wanted it to be better, but it wasn't that great. It was kind of like mediocre strangers. Uh, strangers meets like... Uh, I'm trying to think, like, kind of like the babysitter, I guess, but it was just, it never picked up the right pace and it didn't really carry out the way I felt it could have. But mm-hmm. uh, it was one of those hit, hit, you know, it was, it could have been a hit, but it was a definite miss. Yeah. But, Swing uh, on a miss. Yeah. That it was... just sucks because I, because again, I like Yvonne Stravowski as an actress and just to see her in that was just rough. She didn't, I don't know. It could have been better. Yeah, it definitely could have been. Well, it couldn't have been worse than my number one, The Meg. This was a shit fest of a film. Again, competently made, and it's beautifully shot, but the script is over-fucking-predictable. Yeah, it's a PG-13 movie, but look, Jaws is PG, and that did fucking amazing, amazing things. What they did with this was just give a... uh, I guess a simplistic story. I mean, it was enough to where I could just be like, yeah, uh, there's going to be two sharks. Yeah. This nap, blah, 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 blah. 
and it just plays hey, dude just in theaters i you know i went and saw it with jeff and his kid and they you know they were having fun as father and son which is fine but i was just miserable rolling my eyes the entire fucking time um yeah this is my number one worst movie under cloverfield paradox <laughs> Ralph's, Ralph's, you take the cake for that one, here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cloverfield Paradox was. Oh, let God. me stop. Let me stop. Okay, so top worst one for me was Feral. Fucking that one was. Oh, that one was. It was hard to watch first and foremost because of like the gore effects. It had kind of like a uh, Cronenbergish kind of feel to it whenever it came to like the 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 practical gore effects. But I think what really killed it for me was that I went in not knowing that Scout from the Halloween oh, remake no. franchise was in it. And needless to say, she's great. There's a <laughs> lot of alcohol needed for this one. <laughs> she's good. Huh? Like the movie got released as a limited release in 2015 or not 2015, May 25th of 2018. And it got released to streaming service the same fucking day. Hmm. Like the, it's that the movie's rough. Cause essentially like what ends up happening? They go like, the the two main characters scout and what's her fuck end up going to like this vacation spot for a honey like a bachelor party and she gets bitten and she ends up becoming like this feral like monster thing and she ends up like regurgitating eggs and shit it's like it's very gross out like awesome but good god it's all like there's a lot of alcohol needed to watch this movie is it just because of her a combination of her acting and just everybody else in it because it's like there's so many things that could have been done to fix the fix the movie including recasting her um <laughs> <laughs> and i needed a lot more alcohol to enjoy and i ran out oh, man. but this movie if you like if you like gore effects you like the practical effects you like the cronenberg shit go for it you know you'd love it but don't go in there thinking you're going to get a quality product, you know, because mm. this is something that you'll find in the fucking dollar bin and wish that you paid 25 cents. Gotcha. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's that's one of those movies. And I won't watch man. anything with her. She's she's a fucking horrible actress. So, yeah, she's rough. <laughs> Definitely rough. You think uh, Cloverfield Paradox would have been better with her in it? No, no. <laughs> that, that would have like tanked. Cloverfield Paradox. It did like, tank. <laughs> that, that would, no, that would like completely kill the franchise. Like no one would care about Cloverfield at all after that. Like we wouldn't have gone in to go watch fucking Overlord. Grant, that would have saved us fifteen bucks a ticket. But Ooh. still, um, but yeah, no, Feral. Don't even fucking bother. All right, <laughs> Jesus. Let's get there's the the shit in your eye, kids. <laughs> Let's get into some honorable mentions. Ooh. These are good honorable mentions. Not not horrible. Who wants to go? Uh, I'll fucking go. Go for it. it. All right. Uh, my number three is going to be Nicholas Cage, Mandy. Um, Jeff showed me this movie. Uh, you know, it, it came out on what VOD or some shit. Yeah, we got released on VOD. Uh, it was like so surreal and so strange and so well shot and you know wonderfully acted. You know, I never thought I'd see Thomas Wayne's dick, but <laughs> there it is. Uh, it's a, just a weird movie, man. It is, it's real. And it's weird. Cause I didn't really think of it as a horror movie, but it is like a, a thriller, um, horror movie, which is strange. Cause it's not like over scary, but it's just a fucking odd story. Um, yeah, definite watch. Didn't pick that one up because it is a, 
It's fun. It took me a while to get through it, too, because it was like every time I watched it, they would get to the music scene where everybody's tripping on, you know, uh, hallucinogenic. And, and every time it like took me back to like Nam, you know, I'd just fall asleep. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely check that one out. Yeah, I can agree with that one. That's a good one. Yeah, definitely. Let's let's mix up the the turnaround. Jeff, you go now. Um, I just recently got to see the house that Jack built. Um, I've been looking forward to this one. I was gonna catch it at Alamo unrated, but I had to luck out and wait for VOD and catching at the house. It was probably the best way to catch it. It's over two hour films, like two and a half hours, and it's Matt Dillon playing a serial killer, and it's very in vain of like something like American Psycho meets something more surreal kind of like I Heart Huckabees um, but it was amazing it was uh, probably one of my favorite Matt Dillon films but uh, Lars Van Tiers does the film and if you've ever seen Infomaniac or uh, uh, his earlier work uh, I'm trying uh, Melancholia uh, those are great art house films and this was just in vain of it but it was in that horror serial killer realm and it was just like Lars is doing next level shit and I thought it was very you know it had me excited all the way to the end of the film and when you get to that little epilogue it was the the twist on the cap it was like something you didn't see coming out of left field and it played very well Um, so it's a big recommend for me Uh, I can't wait to own it unrated and watch it again because there's I see that there's a reason that a lot of people walked out at Sundance on this film and for people that don't like to see um kids get murdered at stay away from it yeah i was gonna say because if i remember correctly this one was kind of rough for a lot of people to watch it's like vi- just do the imagery uh this is very sadistic mm-hmm. it's not just like oh he murders people he does some stuff that's pretty on that very sadistic side and it goes you know it, it's film so i just turn a blind eye to it and enjoy it as a film mm-hmm. and and it's a very fucking amazing fun experience but yeah if you're shy about seeing children uh get murdered then just you know, off to the next one, you know, watch yeah. something else. Well, but didn't, this, they, didn't they release like a one-time uncut version of yeah, this film? That, at yeah, at Alamo Draft was... House, they played it once, and they didn't get the clearance from uh, the MSRB, whoever, the, the, the rating board. Yeah. Yeah, so they didn't get the they didn't get the clearance for it. So they only showed it that one time, and then they got their ass chewed for doing it. Yeah. MSRB. <laughs> like yeah. The total window the, sticker the, price of this car. The uh, manufacturing <laughs> sales price. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, I know you and me were trying to try yeah. to get together on that one. I just couldn't get my shit together. To be yeah, to, to the that. day I was like, "Can you go? Can you go? Can yeah. you go?" And I ended up missing it too because I just I don't know. I didn't want to make the the drive all the way to Alamo just to catch yeah, it. But then that's that's a long drive. But I wasn't. I didn't lose my shit because I got to watch it a couple of weeks later at home because it's, it's available now on VOD. Yeah. And I just missed maybe like minutes, mm-hmm. you know, because that's literally what they cut out is like that scene with the children. They kind of just trim that down. And even in the trim form, being a rated R film, it's still pretty, pretty yeah, rough. Yeah. Because it's like sadistic, like I said. It's But it was good because Matt Dillon does such a great job at being. Mm-hmm. It's like Christian Bell plays more of a comedic kind of serial killer, you know, because that was like the book and that was the that was the film. And this one's very like, what if you had OCD and you're a serial killer and how does this take place? And they just visually tell you that story so well that I was enthralled. It, it didn't feel like a two and a half hour movie. It went by really fast and it was fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to watching it again, but I'm probably going to wait for the uncut version to watch it again. Yeah. Okay. Cool deal. Cool deal. Like I'll, I'll have to maybe sit down and watch that with you. I don't know. I'm still, I was kind of on the fence on it whenever I saw the trailer or whenever 
I, I was fine with it when I saw the trailer, and then I watched a thing on it, and I was kind of iffy with it. And then you were like, hey, let's go watch it. I'm like, ooh, I want to see it, but I, it's one of those, like, curiosity things. Oh, it's just out of sheer curiosity. I it's the closest it. I think we will ever get to, like, Tarantino doing a horror film. Oh, okay. So okay, that's okay. the reason I was like, wow, this is really good. Okay. Like, one, one day, one day, if you get us all to sit down and watch it, I'll, I'll sit down. Um, for me, like, like it just barely made it into this list. Like, this is bottom for me, uh, bottom of the honorable mentions, Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. It was an enjoyable movie. It was awesome. Uh, John Krasinski and uh, Emily Blunt do an amazing job in the movie. Story is very well written. A few choice, few choice moments that I would change in there, but that's just nitpicking, really. Um, the movie is great, but the problem that I have with it is we've all mentioned it whenever we did the review on this one. Um, you, you get a different kind of, uh, uh, what the atmosphere Mm -hmm. if you watch it in the theater versus watching it at home. Cause in the theater, just something about that. Just, it just being quiet, you know, like you don't really, you have to watch it in like absolute silence. And when you're watching it at home, you can have the dog barking in the background. You can hear the fucking like washing machine going off. You can hear the fucking like next door neighbors fucking yelling at each other. Like you can't get that same, that same experience. Yeah. That's, that's the word I was looking for. You can't get that same experience, like trying to do that. Um, versus watching it in the theater because you need to have that kind of immersion for this type of movie because you need to, you need to feel that dread with them. Like the fact that, like even the little shit of like them making dinner, they if you notice they're not using plates, they're using fucking kale leaves, yeah, kale leaves, and they're using their hands to eat with everything. They're not, they're doing everything as quietly as possible, and that's how you're supposed to watch the movie as quietly as possible. And if you have other shit going on in the background, you're not going to get the same experience that you would in the theater. Um, but like revisiting it, it was great. It was a great watch. Just wish I would have had like noise canceling headphones or something, you know, just to do something a little bit better. Yeah, but, that was something I was worried about when we reviewed it. I said the home media experience I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. At the theater, you got a screen in front of you. That's it. So if you got a noisy, you know, choir of black women behind you, tell the theater manager get them kicked out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so my next one uh, is a film by Brian Taylor. It's weird because it's listed as a 2017, but it is actually released January 18th of 2018. Uh, is Mom and Dad, another Nicolas Cage movie in Selma Blair. I don't... I'm not a big Nicolas Cage fan. I, I think the guy's just a fucking goofball. But come I think, on, the bees, I think, man. Yeah, the bees, not the I, bees again. I think most of America <laughs> agrees with me on that statement because it's... These, like Nandy and this other movie, you know, they didn't get wide releases. And if they did get released, they didn't make shit. Um, but they're super high, uh, critically acclaimed and, um, watching Mandy and mom and dad, man, uh, mom and dad was just something I stumbled across on Hulu and God damn, it's funny. It, it, you know, is it a horror movie? Well, yeah, it's a comedy horror movie. Uh, Selma Blair. I love her. I love her in just about anything she's in except that fog remake. Um, it was a good movie. And being from this guy, fucking uh, Brian Taylor, you know, this guy did Crank, the series, uh, Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. I shouldn't like him, but, you know, he this was his last movie, and I was digging the fuck out of it. So, there it is. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Oh, one I got to watch recently was a uh, kind of in vain of the Quiet Place. It's called Bird Box, and it comes out on Netflix on December twenty first, I believe. And it was really, really good. Um, it stars Sandra Bullock, and she plays uh, kind of like a. There's this disease going around, and it caused people to kind of kill themselves. And basically, you have to wear a blindfold because it's just something different that everybody sees. It could be your your dead relative or something horrific, but it's something different that everybody's seen. And so you're constantly trying to stay indoors because anytime you venture outside, it's when you encounter a vision that just basically uh, sets off that neurological reaction to, for you to kill yourself or harm somebody. So it plays very Miss meets The Quiet Place. And... Uh, I can't recommend it more. I think everybody should uh, uh, check it into Netflix and give it a shot. It's very, very fun. Hmm. I liked it a lot. It's on Netflix. Right? Yeah, the book is way... I, I like the book a lot better. I'm on the last couple of chapters, but I gave in. I got a got a chance to sit down and watch Bird Box, so I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this hmm. just to burn through it. And from what I've read on the book, I, I enjoyed the book a little bit better, but yeah, it was still a good movie. That's good. That's good. Um, next one up for me, I'm kind of bending the rules just a smidge. Uh, Satan Slaves. You're not allowed to do that. Uh, too late. I just said it. Um, <laughs> Satan Slaves. It, this one, it was released in 2017 in Indonesia. In Indonesia. Uh, I don't, U.S. didn't get it till 2018. And Shudder, whenever Shudder ended up acquiring, that's whenever I got to watch it after Jeff, uh, recommended it to me. Uh, essentially the Indonesian, Indonesian Conjuring. And rightfully so. It was a fun movie. Uh, that one, if you haven't had a chance to see it and you and you have a Shutter account, it's definitely something to sit down and watch. You end up picking up with a family whose uh, mother ends up dying after a strange illness that she's suffered for like three years. And now they're being haunted by her ghost and several other ghosts at the same time. And it's just, it's one of those movies that really kind of gets under your skin for a lot of the shit that happens in it. It's definitely a really fun film to watch, especially if you got like, a, like an evening to kill. The... Um, it really like grand you do have to kind of watch it either in subtitles or you can watch it dubbed um if you watch it dubbed then you kind of get that same like japanese thing where the the mouths are still moving but the dialogue is done kind of thing mm, not in this it's, lifetime oh it's <laughs> i don't know but still the, the movie is fun nonetheless i enjoyed it a lot um it does have elements from conjuring and i did get a few elements from uh the grudge while watching it there's some moments in there that feels more grudgish than it does conjuring um, and just the twist ending that they have at it at the end is like it it, it makes you kind of it makes you wanting more is the best way to the best way I can put it. Um, so yeah, this one for me is a recommend to watch if you get a chance and you have a Shutter account. Definitely sit down and take a look. All right, I'm gonna bend the rules as well, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. You let one, all the others want to fucking <laughs> that's do right. it. That's right. We're gonna flood the gates. Uh, number one for me is Game Night, man, with Jason Bateman and fucking Rachel McAdams. I fucking thought this movie was so fucking funny. It's you know, it's more black comedy slash thriller, but um. It's mainly just a comedy, and it's just so fucking fun. It's directed by John Francis Daly, who you would know from uh, the movie Waiting. He's Mitch, or Freaks and Geeks. He's a little brother. Um, him and this guy, Jonathan Goldstein, always team up and write scripts together and direct together. They did the new National Lampoon's Vacation, um, a couple other fucking flicks. But uh, 
Dude, this was such a home run. Jason Bateman, I don't know. That guy just has a spot in my soul. He he cracks me up when he's when he's like in peril. I don't know what it is. <laughs> he really is. It's so fucking funny, dude. And if you haven't seen it, right now it's on HBO. Um, it's on the HBO app. That's where I got to watch it. So, yeah, I would definitely put that right at the top of the honorable mentions. Nice. So here we go. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get in the best of? No, I could talk about a lot. <laughs> so Ralph, <laughs> I, got, I, I got one more. I got one more for my for my honorable. You're not allowed to. Too late. Already breaking I'm, the rules. Nope, nope. Too late. You, All right, I got one more. You. <laughs> <laughs> I do have one more to add onto the top of that list. Mm-hmm. This one, the only reason why it didn't it didn't make it into my my top is because it doesn't have as much horror as I would like it, but the movie is still a very solid movie. Uh, Annihilation. This movie it's it's more thriller than it is horror, but whenever it whenever it whenever it comes to the horror, it really nails down horror. Um uh, Natalie Portman does a really good job in the film. Like even though I, I lost all interest in her after um uh fucking Thor uh, she did Thor. She fucking bashed comic book movies. I was like, "Well, fuck you too, bitch." And <laughs> Ralph will hold a grudge. I will your hold ass. a grudge after you. <laughs> and then she ends up showing up in this movie. I was originally not going to fucking watch it. Then, um, we, uh, fucking, we. I end up going to see it anyway with a friend of mine, and just that's. There's one scene. I, have you watched it yet, Nate? Dude, this movie is right up my alley of shit I love, but I keep falling asleep. I've tried Fuck. to watch this movie right. probably 15 fucking times. I will and dance I, around. I keep, it's every time they get to the alligator. Oh, man. Out. Okay, so <laughs> like, I've, I've got to dance around this then. No, it's there's fine. A particular, it's fine. There, there's a particular scene that every so often still haunts me in my nightmares. A bear. It, motherfucker. I already yes, heard it has, about it. it has, there, there's a bear in the movie that up. you end up... Yeah, he, he fucking said it, so now I can say it. Um, <laughs> there's a fucking... There's a bear in this movie that is like... Like, what horror... Horrible nightmares are made out of. Uh, the fucking face is like gone. Like, it's just bone and you see like some like muscle tendons and whatnot. But... It, it doesn't sound like much, but the thing was the thing with this bear is that once it opens its mouth, it mimics the noise of the last thing it ate, and the last thing it ate was their friend. So anytime it would open its mouth to like do anything, they hear their friend screaming for help. And it is just, it's just like, ugh, like shivers. Like I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. Like my spine, like the hair on my spine is like standing up. I can't fucking, it, it, the movie nails horror good. And I really enjoyed this movie. I just wish it would have, it would have had more of that. The twist ending on that one is interesting because it makes you think that there's going to be another one. I don't know if there is. Don't think so, but 
just the way that it ended was really cool. It would have been, like I said, it would have been higher up, but it just, it needed some more horror, but it's definitely something to like buy, like in my opinion, buy it and watch it for sure. Hmm. Nice. All right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the best of 2018. Nice. Ready, set, Ralph. Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, you're <laughs> shit. That was a really good movie. It was great. <laughs> it was amazing. You feel like Event Horizon, you'll want to pluck your own fucking eyes out. Mm. <laughs> that could happen. That was hey. like passing through the portal of hell. Yeah. <laughs> but instead of seeing all the instead of like all the horrors happening to you, you get to watch it on screen in the form of Cloverfield Paradox. Mm. Um that was a terrible one. For me, the, like just to knock this list out of the park, there, there's no particular order for it. Um, Hereditary for me. Nice. That one was a really good stand-up horror film for us, for me and for all of for us here at the table. Um, we all gave it high reviews whenever we did the review for it. It is definitely something to sit down and watch. It is entertaining no matter how many times you watch it. The scares in it, it takes a while to get there to the buildup, but whenever it gets there, it just does not stop. The... Um, the fucking the mom the scenes with the mom at the very end is what really that's like that's your cherry on top of this fucking amazing fucking Sunday. you you savor every moment of it but once you get to that oh my god that's the best fucking part um the movie does a lot with like religion and whatnot the only thing i would have changed is the fucking ending the ending felt a little long in the tooth but the movie is still fun entertaining there's a lot of connections that you can that you make from like the beginning of the movie to the end like by the time you get to the end you have to rewatch it to pick up on all the little nuances the movie is definitely something i would highly recommend to watch it drama horror mystery fucking creepy kids creepy grandmothers creepy mothers like it has it all go just sit down and fucking watch it all right i will (laughs) no you won't don't lie to me Absolutely. Um, I, number three for me is going to be uh, Summer of 84. Uh, this is right up my alley. It took me back to being, you know, a kid. And that's that's important in a film. If you're going to do something in a, a, a setting, a time setting, it needs to feel like the setting. And this did. You know, I, I remember uh, groups getting together and, you know, playing hide-and-go-seek in Washington, you know. I, I remember, you know, being a part of that as a little kid. And... Uh, that shit doesn't really exist anymore. It's it's sad, but it takes me back to a time and place. Now, when my my wife and me watched this, she was like, "Man, like, you know, forty five minutes in the movie, she's like, I'm fucking bored." And I was just like, "How can you be bored?" Of course, she's on her phone and all this other shit. Um, stay till the end. The end usually in movies, the ending is the letdown. The ending is the the spice in this movie. I mean, it's the the reveal. And what follows the cat chase, you know, the cat and mouse, it's so well fucking done. So I, I give it my third spot easily. I mean, it should be higher, but, uh, you know, the next couple two are, are near and dear to me. Um, oh, and to mention this was the director of, you know, Turbo Kid, the three directors that always work together. Um, that was a terrific movie. This isn't on the level of Turbo Kid, but it's still number three. Gotcha. Uh, mine was this new film on Shudder called Terrified. Um, it's in Spanish, but it was very scary. And it. Quien es tu papi? It was. Uh, it played <laughs> horror at a, a really cool level where it. I don't know. I hadn't seen it done before, and that was something new for me. And 
seeing something new was just very welcome in the the genre. Um, but yeah, terrified on Shutter. Can't recommend it more. Uh, give it a shot. Just search it out and and watch it. It plays on the, a lot of the weird uh, takes on what happens when uh, I don't know when you tap into paradimensional fucking uh, supernatural. So definitely, uh, definitely a good scare. Yeah, that one's definitely a good one to watch because that's another one that Jeff recommended. He hell, he fucking uses my Shutter account more than I fucking do, <laughs> and he finds all this shit before I do. And so he makes all these great recommendations. That's actually a really good one. So like, I'm sure a lot of y'all know I'm really big into like the fucking spooky ghost stories and whatnot. And this one is a good one to pick up and watch if you get time and you're willing to sit down and like read through the subtitles as it's going through. Like, it's definitely a movie you're gonna have to sit down and like watch. You can't yeah. just like. And don't worry if you like if you don't have uh, the capabilities. Uh, Guillermo Toro's in in play of remaking it. For oh shit! Is he speaking? <gasps> So, so Nate can watch it. Yeah. So awesome. I don't speak the language. I don't understand the language. Should, I can't fucking sit through the language. <laughs> it'll, go, it'll go more mass market play in a couple of years. What's oh, weird perfect. is I can watch like fucking, uh, you know, uh, Finnish movies and, and Norwegian movies. No problem. I don't and know It's a funny thing. He plays all of his movies with subtitles on. Yeah. That's hilarious. But I don't read them. <laughs> I don't read them. I just hate when you're like listening to a movie and all of a sudden it's super fucking loud with music or action. It's like, oh God, you have to fucking fumble for the remote. And, you know, or you have no idea what the fucker just said. Yeah. So like, like it, <laughs> I put it on in case of. In case of. There you go. That works. <laughs> Option number three. <laughs> Option That's number hilarious. three. <laughs> <laughs> I can read lips. I can listen to it or I can read the goddamn subtitle if I miss both. There you go. Option three. Option <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> um, for me, another one, uh, another one that got a early release in 2017, but we actually didn't get it till 2018. The Ritual. Oh, this so movie was. This is by far. This is one of my favorite movies. Um, hell, like whenever I found it on Netflix, I got all like the like I found all the trailers and shit for it. And it's like, oh my god, what is this? You know. Um, the story is very well played out you have these guys that are going like hiking in the hills and whatnot they're just trying to they're honoring their best friend who got killed and as they're making as they're going through this hike just shit just goes sideways for them like anything that could possibly go wrong goes wrong and it just gets worse and worse until they end up getting to where like they have this fucking village that they find that has been like trapped in like a kind of like a time capsule they haven't progressed any further than whatever year that they were stuck in you know and what was like to me the best part was whenever they reveal the Jotun the the fucking beast of the forest uh, the bastard child of Loki it's the creature effect for that was beautiful Jesus um, just those like blank I can't remember if they were yellow or white eyes just staring at you and just like this behemoth of a monster chasing you through the woods is terrifying like that's that's every camper's worst nightmare right there just having something chasing them that's massive um and this movie just it it the story the the characters the development the creature effects is all like top notch for me on this one I've watched that movie at least three or four times. Two of them during fucking 
October because I just wanted something scary to watch in the background while I'm editing you fuckers on fucking computer. I edited all the October episodes, <laughs> no, you liar. <laughs> no, I edited one. Um, but like, this is definitely a movie that I highly recommend. If you haven't had a chance to watch it, I'd sit down and watch it, enjoy it, just kick back. If if you're listening to this before Christmas or whenever you're listening to this during the December, kick back, get yourself a thing of uh, spiked apple cider, and just fucking enjoy yeah it's a fucking good one man we did a review of that not too long ago mm-hmm. so it's still up um my number two um i'm kind of torn with um because i wanted i love it but i also hate, hate it, it for some reason um halloween is, 2018 is halloween 2018 oh shit Thank you very much <laughs> it actually is man i mean this movie when I saw it the first time in theater you can go back and listen to the review i had a miserable fucking time because of the crowd i was around then the next time I watched it, I Man, fell I in love know, with it. I don't know what you were dealing with. Me and Jeff were fine. Yeah, fuck you both. Um, <laughs> I'm nodding it's, over there. It's weird because like uh, it, it was one that when I watched the first time, I was very underwhelmed. Second time, I was overly joyous about it. But then we did our review, and after listening to that review, I have a lot of gripes about this movie that I didn't even bring up in the review. Number one, Judy Greer should not have been in this fucking film. It should have been Danielle Harris. Um Big misstep. Big missed opportunity on fucking Blumhouse's part. Um, another thing is Dr. Sardin, uh, the entire Sardin. Inclu- the uh, entire inclusion of this schmuck should have been fucking shit-canned, or at least relegated to that opening scene. Um, should have been Dr. Wynn. No, it, sh- it shouldn't have been anybody. It should just, have been Dr. Wynn. should have just fucking left it as is. He's the shrink. He comes back to the town. He doesn't want Michael killed, and he gets ran over. Something. I don't know. Just get him the fuck out of the bad character role where he puts on the mask. Um, I love it. It's fun. It's a good movie. But damn, I have some fucking gripes. The biggest one that I thought of was just like, I am a huge, not huge Danielle Harris film. I'm not seeing all her fucking work, but I, she fucking part of the Halloween mythos. So if you wanted to do callbacks to it, it was a big missed opportunity not to include her. Um, shame on you. But it's number two. <laughs> but it's number two. <laughs> number two, not Serious. number one. Number like, two. If you think about it, if you think about that movie, it was really good. But there were certain aspects that they just could. A, we didn't get any fucking corn again. <laughs> again, and then but we fucking, got leaves. We got leaves. We got, we got leaves. leaves. We, we did. Got leaves. They did a good job. But there's just certain things that I'm waiting to see in a fucking Halloween movie, and they're not doing it. And it's like, have you people been to Illinois? During October. If you're okay, it's very greenlit to do another one. Go spend a, a month of the winter over in fucking Illinois. Like, you know, learn the surroundings of the fucking. Anyway, whatever. It's fucking corn. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, the Danielle Harris thing really, really, really fucking pisses me off because that would have been such a wonderful callback. Do we know if she even, like. She got... applied for the role and they said no. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually on a controversy on the web on, on Wikipedia, but mm-hmm. you know I thought about that long before they even put that, and then there's like a, you know Nick Castle being relegated to one shot and some ADR breathing that you know that kind of is a bummer. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just certain things that that weren't right in that film, but it's you know. 40 years later we finally get a, a good sequel so uh, yeah. 
What do you, yeah, you want to fucking do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? What are you going to do? What, <laughs> what, what are you going to do about it? Want to slap in the mouth? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good movie. Just goddamn it for for people that are or are the franchise fucking fiends and fans that have supported this shit forever. Uh, you know that some letdowns. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, Jeff. <laughs> Jefferson. It's fine. Um, it's fun. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun movie. Had an amazing three-minute tracking shot. It's great. Oh, uh, great. great. Like, there's some great shit in it, but whatever. Should have stayed as a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they should have restrained the trailer. Yeah, another thing. Please don't fucking... Never mind. Whatever. <laughs> Go listen to the Halloween review. Um... <laughs> Mine, uh, this was a tie for me. It was uh, more of a Hitchcockian kind of horror thrillers. Uh, it was Bad Samaritan with David Tennant, who plays like the the Purple Man, or I forget his name, and Jessica Jones. He's also from Doctor Who. Yeah, Purple Man. Uh, Bad yep. Samaritan's great. It's kind of like Disturbia, where like uh, these these kids are valets, and while they're valeting your car, they're also using your GPS and your vehicle to go rob your house while you're eating dinner. And they go to this one guy's house, and he's super rich. And they go to this one office, and they think it's just an office, but there's a girl tied up in a chair. And now what do you do? Like, do I steal this guy's credit card that I just found in the mail, or do I call the cops? I mean, they're going to get me for breaking in, but this girl's tied up. Do I help her? How do I help her? Do I get... I got to get a hacksaw. I got to get her out. Oh, shit. My friend's calling me. The guy's done with dinner. He's looking for his car. So everything becomes like a time situation of, like, how do I do the right thing? Without fucking without going down and fucking going and getting in trouble, Mm -hmm. and as he every and this is just like the first fifteen minutes, the rest of the film is like what happens when you're this rich and you can just cover your ass, yeah, and you have, um, you know, you have constant way of getting out of trouble, so this kid's going against like this really big bad, Mm -hmm. and it's just like what happens, and bad Samaritan. Uh, search it out, find it, give it a shot. It had me on the edge of my seat the whole film. Me and my wife just... It was one of those, like, we'll watch this because we haven't seen it. Let's watch something we haven't seen. And it was great. And we still talk about it, you know, every now and then. Because yeah. it, it, there was a lot of things that you... How do you do cool stuff with uh, modern technology? This film did it. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, awesome. Like uh, Ocean's other, Eleven cool stuff or just... Just like... W- w- how do you take advantage of GPS? Okay, how mm-hmm. do you take advantage of stealing a credit card? What's the way you can get away with things? All right, how can you backtrack somebody? If you're not a super hacker, how can you track down where this guy's going? What's his next step? Google. And then how is this guy also shutting down my life because he's going to discredit everything that mm-hmm. I am? LinkedIn. And it's just fucking next level shit. And it was like, it was a really good movie. Yeah. I was like, wow. I can't think of any other side. Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't you? Well, and the Yahoo's other... had a few scandals. Who? Yahoo. Well, everywhere has scandals. <laughs> well, like, no, they... It's the fucking like, internet. <laughs> they, well, sidetrack. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo ended up losing, like, millions of account passwords and didn't tell oh, anybody for, like, two years. Yeah. So if you have a them. Yahoo account, transfer it over to Gmail. <laughs> or don't. That's where I... Fucking, that's my domain. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> and uh, anybody who's a fan of uh, Taxi Driver, uh, the writer Paul Schrader, he directs, he writes and directs this film that was always been like a big love for him. He always wanted to do this really. Uh, is this your number one? Uh, no, this is uh, the what it's tied for my number two. Because like I said, the number two, two. my number two is uh, tied. It's a Hitchcockian fucking thing. I couldn't decipher between Bad Samaritan and First Reformed. 
First Reformed is a Paul Schrader film. It's about a minister that gets to deal with this wife's husband who's on this really despair fucking trip. And as he despairs into like this really dark fucking storyline of like finding purpose to procreate and stuff like that, the minister himself gets lost in the fucking thing and it gets darker and darker and darker to the point of like what would drive a minister to almost self-emulate if not uh, create a terrorist attack himself. So like I said, if you're a fan of Hitchcockian thrillers, this is definitely uh, two films I would not fucking pass up. Nice. Nice. I nice, definitely nice. check those because I love Hitchcock. Yeah, no, those are definitely really good ones. Um, should I go to my number one? Do it. Sweet. So, breaking the rules again. No. <laughs> Too late. What? Um, so, for like horror, to me, it's not a movie, but. Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Maybe. Um, great no. Movie. Uh, horror. Haunting of Hill House. It's not a movie, but with like 10 episodes all an hour each. Each episode's a fucking movie, the way I see it. Um, the character development was great in it. Like, I fucking, I loved it. It's, we just, like, just listen to our previous, like, sometime previous episode. I'm not too sure when we post this, when it was posted, what posts next, but. It was last week. Uh, last two week, weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Um, fucking just go back and listen to our previous our review on haunting of hell house i praised it left and right like i had no problems with it this is like this was top of the line for me it was like i said an hour each 10 hours total that counts as a movie to me fucking everything was perfect for this and hell if they end up doing something else with it go for it but i'm not going to stick very too long in that because hell we spent like an hour and a half almost two hours talking about that just haunting of a hill house by itself just fucking watch it just fucking watch it yep if you uh care to listen to two grown men swallow listen to our last review <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right number one for me i i you know i never really can cons- it uh i never considered it a horror film um, but every goddamn place you go to IMDb, Wikipedia, wherever the fuck you, you go to search your films. It's oh, you're listed. breaking the rules too? No, it's listed as a horror film, oh, which okay. is, I just considered it kind of a sci-fi. Um, it's considered a cyberpunk action horror. Making a whole new fucking uh, uh, genre for yourself there, pal, is Upgrade. My God, in theaters, I had such fun with this movie. Um, you know, me and Jeff kept trying to get together and when when we have when we're both working it's it's fucking hard man it 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 gets crazy to try to even get together for the podcast because we have such fucking wishy-washy hours and we'll call out and call in and blah 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 and i'm the only one in the message group going we're gonna record today (laughs) really well it's crickets like as soon as i'm like i got like 20 minutes i'm like let's do something but you know then jeff's like i'm at work (laughs) fuck so, I mean, we, I think we tried like three times to go see this movie, three yeah. or four times, like over a weekend. Yeah. And I was like, you know, the last time Jeff was like, dude, I can't, I got stuck with the kids. And I was just like, you know what? We have officially broken up. <laughs> 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 this is the fifth time in a weekend, sir. But so I had to go to this movie by myself. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I watched like one preview of it. And it looked like fun, like awkward camera angles. It kind of had like a uh, through the through the previews. It almost had kind of a um, uh, what the fuck is that movie called? Uh, 
Venom. Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling, please, anyone? Harrison Ford. Ryan oh, it had, it had kind of like a, a Blade Runner feel to it almost. And I was just like, okay, Blumhouse. It, it has this Blade Runner feel. Um, it's got this these cool camera angles. Um, I'm fucking, I'm digging it. So I had to go to it by myself and I'm sitting there just watching a fucking fun time. I mean, the I, it's like a 90 minute, maybe a two hour movie. It whooshed by so fucking fast. It was just like, that was great. Logan Marshall, if you don't like him, uh, he's from Prometheus and shit. Uh, you know, it, what also helped me throughout the film is I was like, oh, Tom Hardy's in this movie. <laughs> that looks just like a skinny Tom Hardy. Totally. Um, you know, and then we got uh, the the bad guy. He was a Green Goblin in, in the Amazing Spider-Mans. Um, there's just a, a lot of... Uh, it's written by Leigh Wanell and I believe directed by Leigh Wanell. Directed by Leigh Wanell. Um, it was just fucking so much fun, man. The technology and it's fun. Uh I can't say enough good things about it. I love this movie. So, yeah, that'd be number one. Beating out Halloween by a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. It's a fun film. I tell you what, if Halloween had Daniel Harris, it would be like the greatest movie ever made of all time. Ever? It's gone with the wind. Ever. Yeah, ever. Ever. <laughs> but, no, they fucked up. <laughs> um, I think my number one's going to be... Uh, I think I, I just settled with... Uh, the, settled? Yeah. No, sir. You can't you settle, do, sir. No. Do not settle. It has to give you a, a 9.0 wood. Dude, it, I would, it's got It's got to give you at least a half chub. It would be a 20-way tie for like what I consider to be... What? Yeah. That's a lot of chubs, dude. I that got, is a lot of chubs. <laughs> I, I, I kept went through my thumbing through my list, and I was like, you know what? Uh, <laughs> the house with the clock in the walls... Uh, in its walls. Um, with The Jack Jer- Black film? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, it, it just it brought me back to a lot of the old school Amblin, Steven Spielberg films. Eli Roth did a great job in making this film. It was really fun. I didn't and know that was a horror movie. It, it had so, I thought it was Goosebumps 2.0. It's well, I was Goosebumps 2 is on my list too because <laughs> that was a good one too. Because like I watch a lot of the, I watch everything. So yeah, I watched these. Um, that was definitely one that I would just recommend to anybody, young, old. Um, anywhere because it was just a fun film from beginning to end. It's one of those films that it's going to go in my uh, solid rotation every uh, Halloween because every Halloween I think uh, this would definitely be in my rotation now. Now if I had to squeeze in a definite like um, what you would consider a horror thriller uh, I would lean more to the sci-fi thriller kind of like what Nate did with Upgrade and it would be the the Netflix film Mute uh, done by... um, the director who did uh, Moon, and he also did Warcraft, uh, Duncan Jones. Uh, Mute was same vein as uh, the, the same universe as Moon, but it was just next level. I mean, wh- whatever you enjoyed uh, Blade Runner 2049, 2017, uh, Mute in 2018 was just, um, it followed the same one-year revenge story plot and Mute and House, uh, the house with the clock in its walls. Definitely. Uh, ones I would say, you everybody should give them a shot and watch. I them. did not expect that to be on your list, sir. I didn't even know you went and fucking saw it. Yep, that and Goosebumps too is fun too. I'm not gonna lie, Jack Black for me is always a rough watch. Stop like, it. Like he's one of those he's one of those actors that I have to take with like very min- like I have to take with a very small pinch of salt. Salt, kind of like I do with like it. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Like he's great as a side character, but as a primary character, I just. 
a little rough for me to get around. Yeah, I never had those. You're right. He's better as a supporting character. Yeah. yeah like guess... Will Ferrell in old school? Oh, my God. He was fucking hysterical in old school. Yeah. Him and Talladega Nights? I fucking hate him. Yeah. And I like Talladega Nights. And Elf. He's amazing in Elf. Yeah. Didn't even bother watching Elf. See? He was good in Elf. And that's what I'm saying. It's, it may, I think it was a good film. If you're going to nitpick around the actor, then I guess you're going to miss a good film because it was a good film because I was like, damn. When I saw the Amblin logo, and I was like, "Whoa, this is gonna go back to like old school Spielberg esque mm-hmm. kind of films," but it was just fun all around. Even if it didn't have the Amblin logo, it was just Eli Roth directed it. And I was like, "Wow!" And it really had a, a fun kids vibe with a fun scare factor. Do you know the film. aspect ratio for this one? Oh yeah. Oh god. It was two or three. Nice. So full. Full. No, mine's one. Yeah, it's in scope. Beautiful. Start Beautiful. filming movies that fill up our screen. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> yeah. It was great when you had a little fucking round, stupid TV. You know, it was like, oh, okay, this looks at better focus. <laughs> well, now we got fucking UHD 4Ks. Fucking fill up our screen. <laughs> God damn it. And if you really wanted to know number one for the entire fucking year, is Mission Impossible Fallout? That movie is fucking fantastic. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Fallout. What? Oh, I don't God. know that that scene where Stop. the pull, where the where the boat was pulling away and that brachiosaurus. Oh, that was heartbreaking. You know, Sammy and me watched that. She shit on that entire movie. Really? And I was like, this is the part that made Ralph cry. And she's like, why? <laughs> she's like, I love dinosaurs. Uh, and, then it, and then it stood up and did its moan. She's like, oh, its feet are hot. <laughs> That was a sad movie. That was sad. Ten-year-old oh. Ralph cried because he was like, "The dinosaur." <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I just wanted everybody to die in that movie. So, it was, you know, it was one of those. Uh, another one that I think we're all missing watching, which is kind of a shock to me, is I, I, Suspiria. I maybe they'll if if next week we get to it, like if we get to another. Uh, Show and we see it, we'll, we'll include it. And we played for now. one week in Houston and that was gone. Oh, really? I know. It's yeah. gone already? Yeah. yeah. Holy shit. And it's still playing in Austin if you live in Austin. Yeah. But Very uh, limited. Don't feel like making that drive again. Oh, and by the way, I won the bet. 252, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, you may not agree with my taste, but you know what? I know my fucking box office. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was probably the the closest to being the winner how with 180 you look at domestic I'm box sorry. office is all inclusive you mm. didn't say what would it fucking get in ogden utah when you <laughs> said what, what did it no, get i mean like in, in total interest of a film you look at what it's domestically going to make in the states i don't think you would look at it globally like well, what's I, it globally going to make i look at global because right? when i say box office cubit yeah see i don't really i don't think what the ruples it makes in Russia or what it makes in China Those actually require into what it makes domestically. You know so the euro is worth more than the dollar. So the domestic, well, the Meg is like one of the biggest films ever this oh, year yeah. because what it did in China because it was actually pointed more to a China market. And PG-13. It, it was aimed at a China market. That was like the biggest thing. Yeah. And then a lot of films are doing that. They're being aimed for a China market. Just well, look, look at, look at, at what any of the Mission Hell, Impossible look at, films. Look at fucking World of Warcraft. It did dog shit here but in china but oh my god it blew up in china well same with avatar and look at the star wars series the star wars is well here 
but it does shit in China. Yeah. It plays like barely a week in China because people because China didn't have a market as long as they like they just recently opened. So like when they said Star Wars, this is part blah blah blah. Everybody's like, what the fuck is this Star Wars bullshit? And it, well, when they make up almost five eighths of the entire world population, I mean, well, they got two billion people. We got like eight billion people in the world. Yeah. You know, if half of them see a movie, thank that, you. That's yeah. why. I would never look at globally first. Well, like, we're looking at horror. No horror does well in China. Well, domestically, it did. <laughs> Halloween did well. It just didn't. Forrest Gump didn't do well in China either, sir. Venom did amazing in China. Dude, oh I know. God. And that's what I'm saying. You got a PG movie. Venom did better a, a than PG Infinity War. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's isn't that part. fucking nuts? That's awesome. It's a shit of a movie. In I mean, comparison to Infinity War, yeah. It it's is. a shit of a movie compared to fucking punisher <laughs> like, like it's not you, a good movie but you know it's fun i enjoyed venom when i do deadpool one and two that's weird to me because like deadpool, i enjoyed it deadpool more than one was i enjoyed great. it more than deadpool two i don't know about deadpool one i think it's like deadpool like just narrowly like elbows it out and but dude, like, deadpool came out of fucking nowhere like it was an r-rated marvel film mm-hmm. that was fucking funny and yeah, yeah you, you don't really care for well i didn't lowbrow like, crass I didn't enjoy the the narrative of the film. Mm. You got maybe two action scenes with a lot of fucking origin mixed in yeah. the middle of it. And I was just like, <sighs> like throughout the fucking <laughs> film, I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Uh, I'd rather watch Wolverine. The, the, oh, the, Logan? The, the Wolverine Origins? Yeah. Oh, God. I'd rather watch that again. At least that Oof. was an action movie from Oof. beginning to end. This was like. Now, fucking... the Wolverine, acceptable. Yeah, know. Wolverine's acceptable. Any of the Wolverines are actually pretty good. Know, yeah, Origins up. bad. And Logan, forget about it. That's the greatest movie ever yeah, fucking made. I, I watched yeah. Logan a lot. So Logan, as far as I'm concerned, that Logan. is the best Western ever made. It's the best future <laughs> movie ever made. It's the best sci-fi. It's the best action. Best family film. Fuck yeah. Best drama it film. It is a family film. Yeah, he yeah. reconnects with his little spawn of Gene daughter. <laughs> Logan's great. What happened? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, Venom was just. Oh, God. Not, 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 not worthy of that title. It. it was a not kid, it was it. kid-friendly upgrade. You know, when, yeah. when it got to four, yeah, kid-friendly upgrade. When it got to four hundred million, I I said that movie would top out at like seven hundred. But when it got to four hundred, I was like, I, I think it's eat, sitting I at eight right now. No, it got over one. It's but, over a billion dollars right now. But I think the same thing. Venom did okay domestically, but globally, it just it sunk. It the rocked ship. everybody's yeah. fucking world. That's why I said Halloween barely. I think it barely hit like a hundred. It hit like one eighty, one seventy five. Yeah, yeah. Domestic. Sony's there with their fucking like money guns. Oh uh, yeah, it's at eight hundred and fifty two <laughs> million. Jesus, oh, and that's God. one film almost made a billion dollars. And it's not good. It's not a good movie. Call it the Homecoming, Spider Man. Honestly, you want to see a better movie with Tom Hardy? Watch Lock. That's him driving for an hour and a half in a car, talking like on Mad cell Max. phones. No, it's. Like literally, just a movie. Yeah. Him talking. It's the equivalent of Ryan Reynolds in uh, Buried. It's just uh... yeah. Except there's no flashbacks. There's no flash forwards. He's literally calling to get this job handled because he is leaving. I'm sorry. If you're a man, if you're <laughs> of, if you're a man, if you're a man of 18 or older, and you've never sat down and watched Willman. Willman. Yeah. If you haven't seen Willman on Netflix. You, you just might as well cash in your man card because that is probably one of the quintessential fucking... <laughs> Me and fucking Nate each other. That, that is like the quintessential fucking badass fucking action film. Like, I, I'm just amazed when I meet... If anybody hasn't seen Willman or The Night Comes For Us, it's like, you might as well just like... you, you I don't know what you've been watching on TV, but you haven't seen something good yet. 
because these are great fucking wow, films. Wow, he's slinging well, the hash. Yeah, yeah, he's well, those are, some those, shit. Those cause... are two films that I'm like, I just, I don't see anybody talk about them. Where was this in your top? Yeah. Well, these, are, the these, are, these are action films. Where's I mean, your man card? I saw these when they came out, sir. <laughs> well, when they come out? Fuck a long time. Well, then who the fuck cares? <laughs> the, the, the quiet Jefferson place. Jefferson does. It's like, dude, I don't know. I like talking about good films. It's just we're stuck talking about hard a lot of times here. Yeah, that is the sad truth of it all. And, you know, we try because, I mean, there's there's a lot of good horror films, but it's few. And you far, may get five it, a year. Few and far between. Yeah. Like, you may. I mean, horror, we, we dug for this one. Horror is, is one of those franchises you really have to, like, dig deep to try and find, like, fucking well, that's what I'm saying. like anything that's year. anything that's domestic like anything that's released here in the states it's very few mm-hmm. and very rare that's why well, you you have to look overseas to that's find how something it that's how used to be like recently grabbers. we've been getting good ones i mean 2017 or whatever i don't know when it came out but we had it came out we had to we had to limit ourselves on our last year's list because it was like okay the top three films are going to be get out blah 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 and, it, yeah. and we we're like we, we you know we had a good list this year, kind of the same thing. Even though there wasn't an overabundance of horror, it was like, well, consecutively, concisively, the top ten films of the year. Uh, you know, I went off the beaten path a little bit. You went, I don't even know where you get your shit. <laughs> Ralph, like I, me and Ralph went from the heart. You know, like I, I, I didn't include Hereditary or Quiet Place, even though I love Quiet Place. But um, I just, you know, I wanted, and that's the one thing something just- that that made me feel. In the theater, and these are the movies that did it. Gotcha. And I, I look for originality. Like I know Quiet Place was, it hit all the marks for being original. It just didn't hit that one mark of being memorable, and that's the saddest thing for some films. It's like, yeah, this, 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 and this was really good, but did I remember? Did it? Did it hit? Do it? Did it make an impact? But it, it's it's fucking cool though, because that's like I said, this is our preference. This yeah. is like what we're recommending to y'all because it's like, hey, you know, give a sh- give these a shot. Right, but you really like that fish movie Guillermo del Toro did, The but, Shape of Water. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, uh, no, dude, it was it was all right, but yeah, very unmemorable, very uneventful. Um, so yeah, it's kind of like two birds of the same coin, you know. Yeah, it's two like I said, like, and that's coin. what I'm saying. For every fucking one person might like it, fifty people probably can team up and not like it, mm. and that's a good thing because that, hey, that's a good thing because I mean. Find your taste. Find what you like. Uh, if you don't, like I said, I, I'll watch all 50 fucking films just so I can have an opinion about them because it's like I hate to miss out on anything and not have, you know, I'm probably going to sit down and watch Feral because, you know, I didn't hear about that one. So yeah. I'll, I'll check it out. Have fun with Scout. Yeah. Man, I can't do it. It's I don't like know. I don't know how you do it. Injecting eggs all over the fucking I, like, place. Honestly, I can tell within, let's say, 20 minutes if I'm going to like a movie. And if not, I fucking turn off. Dude, I don't even bother finishing it. I had like a list here, and this was just stuff I enjoyed. You know, like uh, Luciferina. I watched that because somebody mentioned it on a other podcast I listened to. Luciferina. That, yeah, it's it's it an original story. It was fun. It sounds like a sequel to Desper, Despacito. Despacito. <laughs> uh, no, this one it was all right. I mean, it wasn't great, but I mean, it made my list of just something mentioned. You know. Uh, Insidious Last Key came out this year. Uh, I finally got to sit down and watch the the Stranger, uh, uh, the Strangers, uh, that sequel, The Prey at Night, and I enjoyed yeah, it. It was bad. pretty good. It wasn't horrible. Uh, Unfriended Dark Web. I I I, I think I every, I think everybody should see that one. That was actually pretty good. I mean, uh, Netflix had a film called Cam come out. Uh, yeah, I saw. I I read a thing on Cam. That one looks 
Meh. It was good. I mean, it was original. Like I said, it's something I would put out there as like, give it a shot. I mean, if you're going to watch, you know, The Great Outdoors again, might as well throw this in the mix too because it's something different. Yeah. Uh, May the Devil Take You was a great Raimi Indonesian film. It was like uh, Evil Dead Sam Raimi kind of film. Yeah. And he, th- this Indonesian director went out there and made this fucking what happens when mom gets possessed, very deadite kind of like, and it just follows the trend of the whole family. It was very cool. <laughs> Uh, you talked about Apostle late, earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Apostle's great. Uh, they did a fucking film version of Bleach, and that was fucking fun. Uh, Terrifier is on Netflix, and that one I would say everybody needs to give a shot to. Uh, if you like the girl from It Follows, uh, Tao was a good one. It was about yeah. the, the, Tao was not bad. It was about a security system. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there was a fucking great zombie film called Cargo that nobody's talking about, about how a father would carry his kid on his back trying to get him some Because the father's bit. And he's about to turn, so he only has X amount of hours to get his son somewhere where his child will be raised by somebody who's not a fucking zombie. Like, he's about to turn, too. Mm-hmm. That was a good film. I mean, there's a lot of films out there that I think, you know, if it's off the beaten path, give it a shot. Ghost yeah. Stories, uh, Incident in Ghostland, Delirium is a Blumhouse film that nobody's talking about, but it was very, very good. And it's on Netflix. Yeah. Delirium was awesome. <clears throat> Like, it has a 70s show guy who played Venom in Spider-Man 3. I forget his name. Topher, Topher. Grace. Topher Grace comes out in this, and he's he's in house arrest, and he's just got released from a mental asylum. So he's dealing with all this shit in his house, and you don't know if it's him being still mentally fucking ill or the house is literally haunted. And Delirium just plays with this so fucking well. Like, I'm amazed that nobody's talking about this Blumhouse film because mm. it was really cool. It was fun to watch. kind of reminds me of Dead Space 3 with all the dementia moments in the oh, game. Because if you do, co- like, Side story: If you do co-op in Dead Space Three, uh, there'll be moment like you play you play as Isaac and I can't remember the other guy's name, but as you're playing the game, like you will see shit that the other guy's not seeing, and so it'll look like the other it look like the guy that you're playing with is like walking around just doing stupid shit. And it's like what the fuck are you doing? You don't see this shit. You don't see the fucking. You don't see the necromorph right, like right in front of me, like fucking trying to kill me. What the fuck's wrong with you? Oh, and your dude just kind of the other guy's like no. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? But if you stop moving, it fucking kills you. It's like eternal and so your guys, for GameCube. Yeah, your t- player two's looking at you fucking like bleeding on the ground. Game over. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What'd you do? Way to spoil the game, Ralph. <laughs> uh, that game came out like what? Ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but oh my God, it had a really fucking cool trailer though. It did. Well, Blumhouse do, 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 do. On, uh, on Hulu, Blumhouse has a fucking TV show called Into the Dark. Every fucking month, Blumhouse is giving us a feature length episode like an hour and 30 minute episode of this TV show that's literally showing you feature Blumhouse films every month. There was The Body in October. I forget the November release. And then Puka just released uh, December. Puka, Puka is... You know, if you took this much energy and time, Jeff, and like did something useful with it, you'd probably cure cancer, man. Like, he no does. Kidding. He I, makes a fucking amazing podcast. You're, he's going to give himself eye cancer, but he could probably cure it if he fucking would have... Just put myself towards something else. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> I, I, just readjust that focus is, real it, quick. For real. <laughs> I got a wonderful electrolysis machine that'll zap you. And then you can just <laughs> supercharge that brain real quick. Center you. Yeah, you'll, you'll see a little bit of lightning bolts in your vision and taste metal in your mouth but you'll be fine <laughs> but yeah these are all great great Trans fucking cranial. horror films to give a shot to fucking chime in the joker from fucking uh, assault on arkham someone's getting their brains rattled <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm thinking more of long lines of like uh 
Hitchhiker's Guide when he puts on the lemon hat. Oh, <laughs> he yeah. calls it a thinking cap. I'll <laughs> 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 give him some zest. That's all. About awesome. an hour or so. <laughs> That's also on Netflix. Yeah, it is. That one is. God, I, it, it pisses me off when that movie leaves Netflix because it's been off and on there for like five years. Yeah. But yeah. when it leaves, it's like, how dare you? And then <laughs> like four and months it, later, it'll be on. It's like, ah. But yet you're willing to pay a hundred fucking million just to keep friends on there for another year. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, sir. Mm. Fuck you, sir. Well, people love that show. Yeah, I, I, do. I just don't get it. I stream it every year. I, I try to watch it. And I've. Dude, I, can't. I, go I won't be there for you. I go every season, every episode, every season. No, <laughs> no, no, I can't do that. Uh, now, if you brought back like Rambo the cartoon, <laughs> hell yeah, you got a subscriber. That. I like that British baking show too. Uh, you know what? Um, British, British baking yes, show. There was yes, a really amazing. good uh, show called like Most Extraordinary Homes. Yeah. And it's with uh, two British people. I can't remember the fucking name off the top of my head for some reason. But, like, it's really good, but then they don't explore the house. All they do is blabber on and on and on. And they're, like, sitting in by the pool of this, like, gorgeous house. And they show, like, the living room and the kitchen. And that's it. And oh, it's yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, I want to see the yeah, bedrooms yeah, of these places. I want to see where the magic fucking happens. Yeah, really. Like, the closet. The, 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 the new show that I they did. I want to see the handprints uh, on the bed. It's like great interiors. And they show like yeah. a normal house outside. But inside the house, it's like this guy's used like Connex fucking boxes to create mm-hmm. this like labyrinth within mm-hmm. his home. And I was like, wow. Yeah. So I was like, cool. It looks like a normal house outside. But inside, it's like a fucking like like man cave throughout when, the whole house or some shit you the see wind, that guy that did the thing. carnival yeah yeah that was fucking rad was like the winchester maze. house man out of connex boxes pretty much <laughs> it's like really it's neat like you know these normal looking homes just are fucking decked out like this one lady she was kooky as fuck everything in her house was pink uh, even her dog was dyed pink it was like what the fuck is wrong with you Woof. i mean she was wearing all pink and it's just like Jesus. whoa yeah and this was like an apartment, all pink, pink appliances, pink fucking microwave, pink plates, pink, 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 pink. pink. Fuck it. Next, <laughs> I like can't. Yeah, fuck I that. can't sit and watch it too much longer. So, but anyway, before we get into another tangent to talk about other fucking things that are pink, and let me say purple, this, ah, so uh, sh- <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> before we get into another tangent on everything, this is essentially our list for the greatest or what we thought were great. For this year, if you have anything else that you want to add, fucking comment on the fucking link that we end up posting for this. Tell us something that we might have missed. We might be, we might have watched and just didn't care, or we might have watched it and just didn't think that it was something worth mentioning. Yeah. But fucking, this is what we thought was the greatest for this year. What we thought was the shittiest for this year. Agree, disagree, whatever have you. Let us know. But until until we chat again and we get to talk in y'all's ear again. Fucking Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, whatever, whatever holiday you want to go with Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm Feliz Navidad. Up. Feliz Navidad. Any other fucking terms and conditions that you want to talk about? <laughs> I know. Happy French. holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Happy holidays to all of y'all. Happy New Year. We'll see y'all then. This is Ralph. This is Jeff. Party Halloween. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I called you that one day. Let's see if you fucking reply. This is Nathan. <laughs> Keep it scary. <laughs> Keep it merry. Merry scary. 
Thank you for listening to Deep in the Horror of Texas. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like what you hear, please leave a review on the iTunes or Stitcher radio app. And above all, remember to keep it scary. Sound clips, sound effects, and music used in Deep in the Horror of Texas is owned by the copyright holders. Deep in the Horror of Texas makes no claim of ownership on the copyrighted audio and simply uses it for the sole purpose of entertainment, criticism, commentary, and education or fair use. Please support the official release of the audio used in today's episode where available to you. And remember to keep it scary.